I'm at iTile. The festive season is almost upon us. So why not unwrap discounts of up to 30% off when you buy from our exclusive range of tiles, bathroom wear and accessories. Get to North Riding, Centurion or Montana now and get free delivery at iTile, the home of fashion tiles. For more info, visit iTile.coza. T's and C's apply. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Well, just a quick uh, few messages uh, before we continue. Uh, just looking at uh, some of the SMSs here. Um, this one says, uh, the weighing up of superiority between U.S. and Russia is destroying Syria and the world at large. Uh, that's from Lucky Mashele. Uh, Mageba says, white privilege and the spoils of apartheid, including nostalgia and the longing to retain superiority over black people, is what had driven Diane Kola Barnard of the DA to wish for apartheid racist President Buerta to return in spirit to oppress our people. And many of you talking about that. Uh, the real Mr. V says, why are you giving Kola Barnett a chance to defend herself? No explanation needed. We all know what she thinks of black leaders. Mtunzi Mamkeli says, it's a vote of no confidence in the leadership of Musimai Mane uh, by a racist Kola Barnett. She must resign or the DA must fire her. And Kenneth uh, Munkega says, the core membership of the DA is made up of apartheid beneficiaries and you can take the money out of the forest but not the forest. Uh, Mangaliso Ngobo says the king's imprisonment uh, will cause headaches for the ANC in the Eastern Cape. A monarch should understand that the constitution is the supreme law of this country. No one is above the law. Those are some of your comments. We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering from the coalface with Martin Kremer on AM Live. Well, uh, Martin, great welcome here for you from Brian Kumala. He says, I've stopped everything I'm doing right now because I'm waiting for Martin with his awesome voice. So welcome. Uh, thanks, Akina, and thanks, Brian. Now, Martin, uh, the VW emission scandal, uh, the uh, opening the way for fuel cell cars uh, that use platinum, perhaps? Yeah, now this, you know, um, the fuel cell cars, we should really be pushing these hard now. With this VW emission scandal, it really opens the way up because there they were cheating with the amount of pollution that's going into the air and they were able to do it with a few software tricks. But with a fuel cell, no nasties go into the air. Isn't that the answer that we want? Now, why the world is waiting, I don't know. This is proven technology. This is clean technology. This is reliable technology. This is scalable technology. And the window is wide open for South Africa because every fuel cell in your car will use up to you know, 14 grams of platinum. That's just what we need. We see the platinum price just tanking. We need some demand push. And now with the VW emission scandal, of course, it's hurting platinum for the moment because people are saying, let's get rid of diesel. You see Switzerland saying, don't allow the VW diesel in here because the cheating aspect has meant that People are now studying this and they're finding that it's not really effective. These catalytic converters in the diesel cars are not really effective. There's still the whole uh, nitrous oxide going into the air. And we can beat off the battery cars. We see now if you go to Melrose Arch in Johannesburg, they've got a power point. I've that seen that some if you've of got those. the BMW, you can go in and plug in. It takes like two and a half hours to recharge your cars. And that's another deception because you're still putting nasties into the air. In South Africa, we're using constrained electricity. But 
you know, in the power stations where it's being produced, the nasties are still going into the air. So what about going to the fuel cell? This is, it'll, it can't fool anybody because there are no nasties. Now, speaking of the nasties going into the air, uh, top quality South African coal, um, once the darling of the global markets, is now being left for dead because South African coal uh, exportation is getting turned on its head. This was a shock this week. The Fossil Fuel Foundation, spoken to by Mr. Cole, you know, Xavier Prevost, he revealed that he, even he was shocked that the world is no longer interested in our top quality coal, like we're talking about the high calorific value RB1, etc. This is left for dead. What the world wants is the cheaper coal. <laughs> That's just like, you know, Eskim has been used to using the lower grade coal. The world also wants it because now South Africa through Richards Bay Coal Terminal, and it's a very important terminal and it earns us a lot of foreign exchange, is not going into Europe and the uh, former destinations in the same way as it was in the past. It's going into India which wants the lower-grade coal. It's going into the Middle East, which is content with the lower-grade coal. It's going into Africa, 13%. So here we're sitting with this high-grade coal. Do we want to give it away with the prices, you know, dropping to $50 a ton and below? I mean, surely we should turn it inward. And that was the message from Xavier Prevost, who's been studying this for decades now, saying, look, turn inward. Don't let that coal go out now. Make sure you've got a better setup of logistics, have uh, inland terminals to deal with this coal and instead of the local coal we, we use and I'm not talking about Eskim and Sassel because they use enormous volumes of coal but coal coming uh, into South Africa the local volume is about 26 million tons you know try and turn that into 80 million tons and how do you do that he's saying let people help Eskim you know the industrial companies that can put in boilers that can generate their own steam that can generate their own electricity let them use this high calorific value coal uh, and let it come internally and he's obviously come under pressure because he's a man who used to say let's export let's export everything we could earn this foreign exchange do what you can he's saying I'm not doing it for ideological reasons I'm not saying come internally for ideological reasons or political reasons it's for economic reasons now let's turn inward with the coal Interesting times. A bad legislation being blamed for the wipeout of our once buoyant uh, diamond beneficiation industry. What's going on there? Yeah, well, I think uh, the Shadow Minister of Mineral Resources, James Lorimer, couldn't hold himself back. This was the last straw when the Zlotowski's diamond cutting work said they're closing down, which will be a big blow to the Newcastle area where they're mainly involved. I think uh, that made uh, James Lorimer get to his pen and he put out his media releases and saying, look, we've just watched, you know, the the cutting and polishing of diamonds, the industry, we've just watched it die. Now we don't, we, we've seen a 95% wipeout. And why has this happened? And he's saying it's bad legislation. And the, the government was warned by the industry in 2007, don't change the, the Diamond Second Amendment Act in the way you want to do it because it's going to destroy the industry. And now he's saying that's just what has happened. You know, we don't have that cutting and polishing anymore. We used to employ about, you know, 4,500 people. He says we're down to 200 people all self-inflicted because we've created a micromanagement style. And those directors general and those uh, civil servants who are involved with the changing of the diamond legislation and the state diamond trader, they're no longer in diamonds. They are out of the industry. So this is what offer, often happens. You know, the politicians who lay down the law, they're not there for long. And then everybody else suffers. And he's saying, you know, here we go with a wipeout 
and we need to re, we need to overhaul those, those the legislation again and follow the example of countries that cooperate in this diamond uh, business like India you know follow that example Belgium follow that example but don't come with destroying your industry through bad legislation and what's more he says it was badly implemented so you had like a double whammy and we see that you know the state diamond trader situation has just not worked it's uh, it's in limbo. Also, you know, geoscience was, was meant to come in with a lot of information on, on diamonds, etc. That hasn't come in. So we are actually inflicting punishment upon ourselves. Well, Martin, uh, thank you so much for that update. Uh, certainly a lot for us to mull over. Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. And he'll be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Top stories at 8 o'clock. ICC prosecutor denies she's a traitor. And Abatembo royal family welcomes court ruling. With the news at 8, I'm Kumbuzile Tabete. Good morning. International Criminal Court Prosecutor Fatou Bensouda has rejected accusations that she's a traitor to Africa. The Gambian national has been denied permission by the Pan-African Parliament to address them on Monday as her office persists in prosecuting Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir for alleged crimes against humanity. She's also demanding to know why South Africa, as a signatory to the Rome Statute, did not arrest al-Bashir when he attended the African Union summit in Santon in June. Ben Suda says she's not bothered by the accusations. It doesn't bother me because I'm not. I'm not a traitor. There are people who are interested in saying that because of the propaganda. They do not want the work of the ICC to be done or to be done fairly. They want me to favor some people and not. And when I took this office, I said I was going to do my work without fear or favor. President Jacob Zuma will today launch Operation Pakisa, which aims to enhance the country's standard of basic education. Pakisa aims to give priority to poverty and unemployment, highlighted in the National Development Plan. Busi Chimombe reports. The Operation Pakisa in education is envisaged to, amongst other things, address the need to train and prepare teachers to integrate ICT in their classrooms and change their teaching practices aligned to the ICT resources. The program that sees a collaboration between the private and public sectors and academia will also seek to develop, source and distribute digital content for all subjects, especially in high-priority areas such as maths and science. The term Pakisa, Hari Apen Sutru, is purposed at communicating the urgency in delivery using the Malaysian-inspired Big Fast Results approach. Musichumombe SABC News, Johannesburg. The royal family of the Kingdom of Abatembu has welcomed the Supreme Court of Appeal ruling, which dismissed an appeal by Abatembu King Buyelekaya Dalinyebo against his conviction. It says the judgment indicates that no one is above the rule of law in the country and should.